Welcome in to a Monday Potty Podcast football. Uh, I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And we had week six of the NFL season. Uh, this year for football is very stupid. Uh, it, especially this week. Teams falling apart, not playing like themselves. Some stepping up, some stepping back. Uh, it, was, it was nasty, at least for me. Andy, you did pretty well. Let's get right into it with the British game. Dolphins at the Jags. The Jags are getting three points. The over-under is 47. I took the Jags and the points and under. You took the Dolphins. This game, the Dolphins are not who they were last year. They have, their defense is not as good. Uh, Their offense isn't as good. And the Jags are starting to kind of figure things out. They're still going to be bad. I still don't know if they keep their coach after one year. But I did like them in this game. Uh, Final score, it was actually a pretty good game. 23-20. to The Jags win, uh, so they didn't need the three points. They could have given it up. Total score of 43. So I got the spread, but we both got the over and under on this one. Um, It was a good game. I enjoyed it. It was early in the morning. I didn't, you know, you could just kind of have it in the background. I didn't really think I had to pay too much attention, but it got pretty good. Um, The Jags break the second longest losing streak in the NFL and get their first win in 20 games. Um, The only thing else to take away from this is Tua looked not too bad. Um, there's not really a true Dolphins running back yet, but James Robinson continues to be the workhorse despite the uh, the Jags not believing in him going into the season. Yeah, I'm uh, not a believer in either team. No. Uh, I do think, though, that I think the Dolphins are the team they were the last year. I think the problem is their quarterback is so bad that, as we always talk about, their defense is gassed all game. Uh, so their defense, defense. I don't care if you're the uh, top three defense in the entire NFL. If you're gassed all game, you're going to perform like a, a 15 to 20 defense in the NFL. You can't play gassed all game, no matter how good you are. But they have the same and, offense uh, that they had last year. But minus Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have Tua mm-hmm. instead. Ryan Fitzpatrick put up points. Tua doesn't do a damn thing. But that and defense still played well when Tua was out there and Fitzpatrick wasn't. They, they, they didn't play very well. Oh, uh, I'm saying this year, they're not playing very well with Tua. And they're they're having three and outs. They're having things like, especially at the first uh, half of the game, which which I've seen a lot of three and outs the first half of the game, these last couple of games. That's that's what's going to get them exhausted fast. Uh, I just, I don't think, uh, I think if they get a good quarterback, I think this team turns around dramatically next year. Yeah. Uh, with the talent they have and the coach they have. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with them. But for this year, it's a write-off. They're going to be awful. It's not going to get better. <laughs> they're the Texans. It's not going to get better. It's You've seen what they are. This is what they're going to be. Um, they're going to end up with some good draft picks again next year. Yeah. Um, Tua, 33 for 47 and two touchdowns with one interception, 329 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 41, 319 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, the Dolphins running back core, they, it all looks terrible. Uh, mostly Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed, but really they didn't run it a ton. Miles Gaskin got some of the least amount of carries and averaged 1.8 yards a carry. Uh, Jalen Waddle with a huge game, 10 for 70 and two touchdowns. Mike Kosicki with 115 yards. Uh, on the other side, Marvin Jones, 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it, yeah, these are two bad teams, and it was a fun game to watch. I don't, I'm not too sure how much longer you want to, how much time you want to spend on this, but that's that about sums it up. 
That was already too much. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Uh, Let's move on to things that are more depressing. The Texans at the Colts. The Texans are getting 10 whopping points, which won't be enough. 43 and a half over and under. We both took Texans and under. We figured the Colts were going to win, but 10 points was just too much. No team could lose to the Colts by more than 10 points right after a really bad offense uh, overtime loss. The Texans found a way. Did not score a touchdown. Lost 31-3. to They would have needed 28 points to cover, and the total score was 34. Neither of us got the spread, but we both definitely got the under. Um, it was ugly. It yeah, it was his Davis Mills QBR was a 62.5. And the QBR is like the SATs where you get 200 points just for signing your name right. Uh, you show up and you have a pulse and you throw every pass into the dirt and you have a 40 QBR. So he was 20 points above that, <laughs> above just throwing every pass in the dirt because, yeah, he wouldn't have had two picks. So he would have actually done better than he did. Uh yeah, this this was an ugly game. Davis Mills, he looked very promising the first half. What yeah. did you say? Like the first half, you could almost forgive the lack of points uh, due to other people throughout the team just not playing well. Um, but he was, he his touch was good. He was throwing he was throwing it uh, short, intermediary, and deep, and, and throwing very well. He wasn't throwing like Ryan Mallett, like 900 miles an hour from two feet away, mm-hmm. uh, like he did the first game a little bit at the beginning. He, he corrected quickly. Uh, so overall, like his, his intelligence seemed good in the first half. And then right before the half, he threw that pass that almost got pick sixed in the end zone. Um, and then from that point on, um, he just, I, I don't know if he was shaken from that or what happened, but his second half play, the decision making was gross and it wasn't just him it was definitely coley as well coley looks totally lost yeah as a head coach he doesn't know when to go for it and when to go for it he looks like a he looks like a high school coach doing one of those gimmicks like where they never punt you know what i mean yeah. like last week i think he went for it like five times on fourth and short this time it was fourth and two when he absolutely should have gone for it we were down by two touchdowns uh he's like no let's punt uh, in in the in the enemy's territory, like uh, there was no reason not to go for it. And not only that, but Davis Mills had finally gotten in a little bit of a groove again. The problem is they ran it on second and third down uh, and didn't pick up any yardage. They should have given it to Mills to pick up a, a three yard connection, and uh, it may have been a different game quickly because if they scored, it was a one touchdown game. Might have put some fire in the defense. Who knows? But uh, 30, instead, thirty-one to three, thirty-one to three. I don't know. I think you pretty know, much know how that game is going to go. Well, yeah, and, but I mean, say it's largely because he, he punted, and then they immediately went down, scored, and now it was a three-touchdown game instead of a one-touchdown game. Uh, so it, it was just ugly. David Coley is not a good coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. He's making horrible decisions, and then it's affecting Davis Mills. And one of the decisions that's really confusing me, and I'd love your take on it, is why they're playing and not playing people they're pl- that are out there. I mean, Charles Aminahu for the second week in a row was a healthy scratch. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best pass rushers on the team. Uh, Zach Cunningham just got a four-year huge extension, uh, playing lights out last year, played lights out the first two, three weeks this year. Uh, he was out there for 29% of the snaps this week. Not injured. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Like, I, 
I just I'm just not getting it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're seeing something I'm not seeing, but I'm not getting how they're deciding who plays and who does it. It it seems to be just throwing spaghetti against the wall. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand some of the personnel decisions on the field as well. I like what uh, Titus Howard at left guard when you don't have either tackle. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Game. Yeah, and he's done well at tackle. Yeah, I don't understand a lot of the personnel decisions. I think Coley's gone at the end of the season. I think this year, look, they weren't going to get anyone um, to be a good coach. They weren't going to get any good coaches this year. So they just went and got a guy that is a nice guy and who people wouldn't be upset that they let him go. You know, there wouldn't be a lot of questions when they let him go at the end of the year. I think Tim Kelly ends up taking over the coaching position. And Oh, he's been bad too, though. If, if he's calling plays. Yeah, they the, said there's they a said lack of talent. But they said that too. he'd be calling plays. Some, I mean, the the thirty-two screen plays yeah. that they tried that just kept failing, 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 and failing, and failing, and failing, and they kept going to the screen pass for no reason. And the defense clearly knew what was coming. Like, if he's really calling plays, he did a horrendous job this week. Well, the screen, so the I, screens are when you don't trust your quarterback, um, and you're just trying to, you're just trying to, so they don't get. You just don't want but them to turn it over. screen was a loss of two yards. Yeah. Because the defense realized what was happening, and they and they could see it a mile away. And and once you they figured out that the defense knew exactly what they were doing with their screen, we tried to screen four more times. Yeah. All for a combined negative eight yards. Yeah. That is asinine. I, Adjust. I, I don't. I'm not taking. I'm not taking a ton away from this year. I'm just trying to see what. Personnel has looked good, and we'll probably get extensions, and they'll keep, and which they'll move on from. Um, and then kind of what what's happening in the the front office with Casario. I think Casario's done a good job. But the problem is you just weren't going to get a lot of talent this year. You just weren't. You, you were so gutted from the previous coach slash GM that you had to do a you you, you you had to do a full rebuild in a way that I have not seen before. And so. They don't have Tyrod on out there. They're just kind of treading water until Tyrod comes back, and that's why they're doing the screens. They don't trust Davis Mills, and rightfully so. I mean, he's 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 hit or miss. Like some weeks, he's one of the best quarterbacks on the field, and then the next, he, he throws two to four interceptions. And so, I'm not going to blame Tim Kelly for a lot of that. I'm not going to blame the coaches other than Coley a lot for this because Coley has he continuously has issues with time management with deciding whether to punt or kick a field goal or go for it. like And, and when his explanations after the game, when they ask him about it, almost seems like he's not even talking about the same game. So it, this is going to be a, a bad year, and we're just going to – you just really have to kind of move on from this and see what happens I, I in want, the offseason. I want Coley and Kelly gone and a new coach brought in. Lovey Smith and Casario have done great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I can see from a mile away. I, you know how you fix this team? You know how you fix this team, Dan? Uh, you let somebody – in particular, going an apology tour for the rest of this season, and then you hire John Gruden because compared to our quarterback, he's a saint. I know. No, no John Gruden's not getting. I know what John Gruden, and he, there's, he's not getting hired by anybody for a very, very long time. If ever. He's, he's nowhere near as bad as all this guy. He just needs to go on an apology tour for the next nine months, and then be really yeah, that ain't happening. And get hired. Hard, uh, hard pass. That's awful. Hard and pass. And I, John, it's not like John Gruden was that good of a coach when he was with the Raiders. Well, the Raiders are terrible, and he's made them good. He made Derek Carr look good. Uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is good. The, they, I think John Mayock. Well, you can get into that later. Let's move on to Packers at the Bears. Uh, Packers are getting. I'm sorry. Bears are getting five and a half. The over, over and under is 44. 
Uh, we both took Packers and under this. We both got it. This was this kind of went as you thought. Um, Twenty-four to fourteen was the final score. The Bears would have needed ten points, and the uh, total score was thirty-eight. Uh, Justin Fields has a ways to go. He has little flashes where he looks really good, but I mean, you can look at the stat line and you see they're not really letting him throw a ton. It's it's very much a run first plan. I mean, in a loss, in, in a game where they're losing. After this whole entire second half, he only threw he threw 27 times, 16 completions, 174 yards, a touchdown, and interception. Um, he's got talent, but they need an offensive line and they need a better coach to kind of help him out, uh, especially with pass protection before the snap. Khalil Herbert came in after Damian Williams and David Montgomery are out. Had a great game, the rookie, 97 yards and a touchdown, average five yards a carry. Um, he looked good. He looked really good. Looked very good. Yeah. Uh, and also, good young players on that team. Darnell Mooney has really stepped up. Five for 45, which isn't great. But when you, when you see that, I mean, that's a third of the completions. That's pretty decent. And he had a touchdown. So, I think they've got young talent on the team. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, um, Khalil Herbert, Damian Williams, David Montgomery, they've got, there's talent on there. Allen Robinson, we'll see if, where he goes after this year. They just, that offensive line is just so abysmal that they just really can't do anything. Fair enough. Well, I think the big news was just the uh, uh, the Packers uh, looked really good. They were losing uh, in the second half, I mean second quarter, and uh, Roger scores and Shouts to the fans, I still own you. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, that's brutal. Uh, did you hear his explanation of why he did that? What, what did he, he say? He said he scored the touchdown. He said, so, he said some woman was in the end zone giving him the double bird. And so he's like, I'm not sure what I said after that. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a beast. He, he went on to, to show why. He, uh, he did continue to own them. Uh, Aaron Jones played well i think what's of note to me is that he and aj dillon completely split carries Mm -hmm. uh 13 for aaron jones 11 for aj dillon uh aaron jones did have four screen passes i guess you'd call them uh one for a touchdown so uh overall aaron jones was still the more productive back he did a little bit more of his carries but both were pretty solid i mean Mm -hmm. aaron jones was 5.8 and aj dillon was 5.4 yards a carry uh almost the same distance for their longest run so yeah overall they're both really good um, Lazard got a touchdown. He's he's really been picking it up lately. Still only three catches, but uh, he's a he's a red zone target out there. And no Cobb this week. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's Devo- that wide receiver core is Devonte Adams and everyone else, and then Aaron Jones gets involved in that. But that, that it's basically those two. And then after the first half, they got up by so much. They, I mean, they just ran it after that. They just kind of ran everything in, like you said. They, 24 carries by just the running backs and then seven more by Rodgers. So that just became the game after that. Uh, all right, let's move on. Chiefs at the Washington football team. The uh, Washington football team is getting six and a half. The over-under is 54 and a half. I took the, I took the Washington football team and over on this. You took the Chiefs and over, don't, don't, made it one don't. of your confidence picks. And uh, the Chiefs defense had been playing terrible. I thought the I thought Heineke was going to come out and be able to kind of pick them apart. I thought the Chiefs would win, but I thought they would keep it close, and it was not that at all. the uh, The Chiefs end up winning thirty one to thirteen. 
So they needed 28 points, and the total score is 44. So neither of us got the over-under. It was very much under, but because the Washington football team just just fell apart, um, and you won with the Chiefs. Mahomes had two yeah. interceptions, which he's he's never been an interception guy, but he's really been doing it this year. One wasn't his one fault. Was one, one was yeah, a horrible decision. Yeah, getting sacked and just kind of threw it up in the air and got intercepted. That was dumb. The other one was off uh, a receiver's hands. Um we didn't. We weren't sure if Tyreek was going to play on this, or at least I didn't, just because he hadn't practiced. And he did play. Um, he and Kelsey had their usual fantastic games, which was, I mean, that's just what those guys do. Um, Tyreek Hill, 9 for 76 in a touchdown. Kelsey, 8 for 99. Uh, then McCall Harmon, Darren Williams, Demarcus Robinson got involved. Actually, Darren Williams had a great game. 21 carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, and 27 in the air. But I want to point out, I, did you watch much of this game? Uh, bits and pieces. I was kind of watching. I, I started watching the Texans game and then quickly switched, switched yeah. over to the Red Zone channel just because it was so hard to watch. Well, so Tyreek Hill uh, didn't actually come in until the second half. So the first half they were resting him. Oh. Um, he was active, but they rested him. And, you know, it was they were losing 10 to 13 going yeah. into the half. And Tyreek Hill decided to come back in and just dominated the second half. But um, what I did think was interesting is what I told you is um, minus the stupid decisions by by Mahomes, like uh, Hardman and Robinson did step it up. Robinson got a 24-yard touchdown, and then Hardman caught a 49-yard pass and got uh, tackled at the one-yard line. Uh, So, I mean, those guys are crazy speedsters. Uh, Pringles was getting involved. Uh, Kelsey was doing well. And then the second half was just the half that was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So uh, Tyreek Hill's an animal uh, out there. But uh, Williams, I think, had one of his touchdowns already, too, at that point uh, on the ground. I think he got – well, no, did he? No, his was the second half. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it was – the Chiefs look mortal. Mahomes, more importantly, yeah. looks mortal this year. Now, obviously, there's a tale of the different halves, right? But, uh, but still, I mean, I've seen – consistently worrying play out of Mahomes being the dominant force he's always been. It feels like he's he's falling back into that on one of the top five QBs range, not number one and there's nobody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's he was due for a down year, and even his down years are still, you know, record Great. years for most quarterbacks. Uh, they're, they're three and three. I'll have to look and see who they've got for who they got coming up, but I think they're going to be fine. Um, the Chargers are starting to have issues. Everyone in that division is starting to have issues. The Broncos aren't who we thought. The Chargers are struggling against tough teams. Um, so I don't know. I, that that division's still wide open. I wouldn't be too worried about it. If I'm worried about anything, I'm the Washington football team. Uh, they didn't score in the entire second half. Their run game is abysmal. They got J.D. McKissick with 45 yards, Antonio Gibson with 44. Now, granted, they're averaging five and a half, four and a half yards per carry, but they just, they don't stick with them. It's eight to 10, they split them up, and those guys, and this was actually a pretty good week for them, just because that Chiefs defense isn't that good. I don't understand why they don't get Gibson more in the passing game. He had two uh, receptions this entire, this, this whole game, for zero yards. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing on that. Heineke, boy, bless his heart, he is trying his best. He almost got sacked twice in one play, and uh, <laughs> he is he is putting in 
his best effort, and I think everyone knows that, but they got to upgrade at offensive line big time. They got to upgrade at quarterback. The thing is, I think if they got better, if they actually had an offensive line, I think they could compete a little bit. And man, that defense is just falling apart this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when McKissick's your top receiver, that's worrisome. <laughs> yeah. And a tight end is your second best receiver. Uh, Dimey Brown finally had a couple catches, but McLaurin only had four out of eight targets. Yeah, uh, they were they were covering him pretty well. Uh, Honey Badger was helping out over on that side, but uh, yeah, they they need a quarter. They need a better quarterback. I like I like Heineke. Yeah. I, I'm really impressed with how he's doing. He kind of reminds me of like a Case Keenum, who would always come in there out of nowhere to a new team and play uh, shockingly well, but then mm-hmm. like kind of revert to the mean. Later, you know, after about four or five games, and the defensive coordinators have game plans against him. But uh, he's also just on an inferior team. You know, the O line had questions going into the year. Antonio Gibson, I feel like he's doing fine for, you know, for what he's given. I mean, he, like he's got a terrible O line, yeah, and he's still averaging four point four yards a carry. That's that's good. That's 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 pretty good for a running back. Yeah, um, they're they're not involving him in the passing game like they should be, in my opinion. I think they need to. Yeah, I don't know where this came from, but you and I kept hearing these rumors that uh, Ron Rivera wanted to use Antonio Gibson more like he used McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, get him more involved in the passing game. Well, it's because he know, said that. Make him the tool threat. Yeah. And then he has, like, he's had, like, 10 targets in six games. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't know why they don't, but they decided to use McKissick in that role, I guess, instead. Um, and McKissick is playing slightly better. So, yeah. I mean, it's. But running, argue. but running backs are very much a tempo kind of position. Like it was the same with quarterback, where you've, you've got to kind of get. It takes a while to kind of get in that group. You see it from Derrick Henry. It takes him a while to kind of get ramped up, and then he keeps going. And when you keep pulling Gibson out and putting in McKissick, mm-hmm. neither one can actually start to kind of get a pace going. And so I don't. Gibson's good enough to be able to catch the passes, and it seems like his pass protection is good enough. I mean, he's a little slight, but I think his pass protection is good enough to keep him in on third downs, especially if you want him there, if you're going to have to, you can check down to him. I just don't understand. I don't understand the personnel use with the Washington football team. And I think it's hurting them. Uh, They should be way better than they are, but they are, they're going to have another high draft pick this year. Uh, Let's move on. Yep. Yep. I was just going to say real fast before we move on the chiefs uh, next cup, next two games, uh, they get a get right. I'm sorry. No, they have the Titans, which could beat them. They have a bye week, they have the Giants, and then they have the Packers. So at week 10, they could be, or 9, they could be uh, 4 and 5. Yeah. It's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be possible, but I don't know. I well, I don't know what to make of the Chiefs every week. You see a different Chiefs team, I, see, I feel like, constantly. Uh, let's move on to another mercur- two mercurial teams. Vikings at the Panthers. Panthers are getting two points over under to 46 we split on this one. I took the Panthers and under. You took the Vikings and over. You killed me on this. I even made one of my confidence picks. Um, stupid Panthers. Uh, final <laughs> score. I made all good picks this week. It's the teams. Don't go it's the teams right. that fell short. Uh, <laughs> Thirty-four to twenty-eight. So the Panthers would have needed six points. The total score was sixty-two. So it was over. Um, I don't know what happened to the Panthers. They're on a three-game losing streak. Now, next they have the Giants and Falcons, which if they lose to either of those teams, boy, you should be concerned. Because going into the season, I thought their defense was was on top of it. I mean, they could not – they weren't letting anything up. 
this is one of three overtime games this week. Kirk Cousins, 33 for 48. Three touchdowns, 373 yards. It's time to start giving this man some respect. Um, on yeah. the other side, Sam Darnold, 17 for 41, 200 yards, a touchdown interception. The interception was on the first play. And, but granted, it was an it was an impressive interception by the defender. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it was. You're right. But uh, I, I, I told you last week, like, I'm starting to see uh, dents into the armor of what I thought uh, uh, Sam Darnold could be in this team. And I know Christian McCaffrey's still gone. Totally, but, totally understand but that. But Chuba part. is playing well as a rookie. Chuba's, yeah. So, I mean, that's, if, if that's your crutch, yeah, Chuba, Chuba played really well uh, this week. Uh, overall, got a touchdown for you also. Um and, and Darnold did run for 48 yards. Now, the problem is he fumbled the ball also mm-hmm. when he ran the ball. He, he did throw the interception. He got uh, sacked four times. A couple of those he could have thrown it away. Um, it seems like he had his eyes only on uh, uh, DJ Moore all game. Yeah. Like, he couldn't care less who was out there. I did see Robbins, Robbie Anderson had 11 targets with three receptions. He so had that's... some bad drops. To be fair to Darnold, there were some really bad drops in this game. Yeah. But uh, but overall, I'm starting to see like I didn't. We knew he was coming from a Gates offense, but you still didn't know for sure. Like you couldn't say that he was bad because he's been on a Gates offense. Mm-hmm. But you also definitely couldn't say he is really really good either. Um, we thought he was really really good, but shoved you know shoved onto a terrible team, and he needs a little time to recover from Gates. But Tannehill didn't. So, <laughs> if Darnold's really that good, I don't think he needed uh, that much time, to, this much time to recover from a gay defense. It's kind of a crutch. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a first-round pick. He knows what he's doing. He's on a good team. He's got a good coach. Uh, he's got good receivers. He should be playing better than he's playing uh, if he's really, truly good. You don't need a full season to recover, like, from emotional scarring. Uh, <laughs> again, Tannehill didn't. He, he yeah. pulled out year one. But the Panthers' um, offensive line is very bad. They're very, very bad. I mean, he's on... Every time mm-hmm. they play, he's under pressure almost immediately. I'm not. I couldn't tell you one game where I'm like that. All that O line played all right. They did okay. That, like they're not even. And they like. I I know you hate Taylor Moten. They just gave him a huge extension. Um, they got Cam Irving from Dallas, but and Matt Paradis I think is okay. I hate their guards. Their guards. I'm very. They need new guards. But I'm not Cam Irving. I don't feel like is a long term answer. Taylor Moten. Okay. If you guys are that high on him, Tim Murphy isn't a short-term answer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's just—he was a center. He was drafted to play center. Yeah. Uh, other people had to move him yeah, left tackle Browns. out of necessity, and yeah, yeah by the Browns, and then, uh, and then, yeah, he's just not good. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I, their whole their whole offensive line is terrible. But they uh, did get, way, they did get Brady Christensen uh, in the third round of the draft, uh, but. That's not enough yet. Yeah, I I did tell you going into this game. I said no disrespect to Anthony Madison because he's been Alexander. Really, really... I don't know why Alexander. you don't want to call him by I his right just name. Want him. I'm changing his name. Uh, but Madison has been playing uh, uh, really really well. But Dalvin Cook just brings that one extra gear. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, first game back from injury, 140 yards and a touchdown running the ball. <laughs> uh, had some more in the air, but uh, three. Yeah, he had three he was yards in the absolute. Air beast uh and then yeah and then Thielen and Jefferson as usual doesn't matter who you put on him combined for 200 yards 
yeah. uh, receiving. So that that is one of the best tandems in the NFL. Um, Osborne though stole the show in the fourth quarter and then overtime. He he got a big play uh, to put him into a, a field goal range to tie it up uh, at the end of the fourth quarter and then uh, won the game with the with the go ahead uh, the walk off touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was big for them. Osborne's been playing really well. Is he a rookie? Because I had never heard of the guy going into the season. I think last and year was his first year. First year, I believe so. Okay. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, well, well he, that 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 Y receiver was supposed to be Irv Smith, but got injured um, before the season. I think it was before the season even started. So he never really got a chance to. Uh, yeah, he was a fifth round pick last year, KJ Osborne. So they had to move someone in there. I, Thought it might be Conklin, uh, although we never really saw much from him. But KJ Osborne has played really, really well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's impressive. But uh, and and that just speaks to uh, to Kirk Cousins. I mean, his mm-hmm. fourth best receiver was seventy-one yards by former Texans great Tyler Conklin. Uh, Conklin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, he's he's balled out no matter who you 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 know trot out there for him uh not that they're not great they're they're amazing he's got great players but uh he's just constantly overperformed and i don't know how his name people refuse to put him yeah in a top 10 qb rankings and yet he's constantly a top three in in passing yardage and touchdowns and and he's winning like <laughs> give the man his due he's he's constantly performing at an extremely high level so uh, good for them. I was happy to see. I got a lot of Minnesota fans that I know down here, and good to see them win. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. I think they're going to be with Cook back. They're going to be scary. Yeah. Uh, so you you would put you would put Cousins in the top ten. I mean, I have to go back through the list. I don't know that for sure, but yeah, it's just hard to argue that he's not. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean. Have you ever heard people talk, even bring up his name when they talk about great quarterbacks in the NFL? No. But like, but he's constantly outperforming the ones that everybody are graves about. Let's do this. Let's. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go through some real quick. You tell me when to stop and to put Cousins. All right. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill. They have listed at fifth. I wouldn't put him there. Stop. Yeah, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip I, that one because I think he's better yeah. than Ryan Tannehill. I don't know how he's fifth. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson. La- Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is amazing, but it's from a passing standpoint. Cousins blows him out of the water. Lamar yeah, Jackson is just a, a next level threat as a running. Yeah, but he's uh, but he still is that threat. As a, it it doesn't matter how they do it, they get it done. I know. I Dak, know. Dak but, Prescott. But, but who, Kyler who Murray performs who? Do what? But but then you got to say who gets the wins for their team. Dozens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Fair enough. Uh, let us move on to Chargers at Ravens. The Ravens are getting. I'm sorry. The Chargers are getting two and a half. The over under is fifty one and a half. We both took Chargers and over. Um, this one, yes. I, I don't. I don't have to tell you. Thirty four to six. Ravens win. I mean, it was it was brutal. Uh, they would have the Chargers would need a twenty eight points to cover. Total was forty, so we definitely didn't get the under. I mean, I saw. I figured 
this, the winning score would be about 34, but I figured the other score would be about 30. And so this one was shocking to me. Uh, Chargers just fell apart, could not stop the Ravens' power run game. And then for a while, for a while, the Ravens decided to stop doing the power run. I don't know why they did that, but went back to it and kept going. Um, Ravens had almost double the time of possessions, time of possession from the the Chargers. Uh, trying to think, neither, I mean, neither quarterback did very well in the air. Uh, it was really just more of, of running, but they just couldn't stop them. This was this was shocking to me. I did not see this coming. Yeah, well, the, if you the have Ravens' a take, let me defense know. and coverage played out of their mind. Yeah, is what I is what I saw when I watched. They weren't getting the. I mean, they got up pick, but uh, I'll just throw this to you. Eckler missed three catches. Mike Williams missed three out of five catches. Yeah. Cook missed three out of seven catches. Guyton missed all but one of his five targets. Yeah, Palmer only got one of his four targets. It, it, it was, and it was. It wasn't Herbert throwing poorly necessarily. Uh, it was just that their defense was smothering. Yeah. Um. And and they were only able to. You know, Ravens got up top quick, so they weren't able able to really set up the uh, any kind of pass with the run. Eckler only had six carries the whole game for seven yards. Six carries. Yeah, for seven yards. So they were crushing him at the line as well. So uh, yeah, man, they just they played out of their minds, and and I heard a phrase I had not heard in years, which was touchdown Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? And touchdown Devontae Freeman. Yep. Yeah. And touchdown <laughs> Latavius Murray. What <laughs> year is it? It's the island of misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> and running back are are here just just destroying the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, What's going on with that Chargers defense, man? That's that's the question. More so than the offense. Like that defense was supposed to be ungodly this year, and uh, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're just not. Uh, I haven't heard um, Bosa's name hardly at all. I know he's gotten a few sacks this mm-hmm. year, uh, but I haven't heard much about him. Uh, Charles uh, Charles Harris. Uh, Who are you talking I'm about? A hard time with first names this week. Uh, their corner. Uh, Chris Harris, Charles' Chris, Chris brother. Harris, Chris Harris. See, see, I don't get it. Uh, Chris Harris. Uh, yeah, they had their uh, their their safety was back this year. That was supposed to be the total stud that was drafted last year and got injured. Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't heard a lot out of him yet. Um, they've been pretty good against the pass. The Chargers' defense has been pretty good against the pass. They've been more susceptible to run this year. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, they haven't had the turnovers, but they've been they've they've made quarterbacks struggle. Um, yeah, I th- and this is I mean you saw it in this one. It's not like there was a ton of passing. Their leading passer is Mark Andrews, five for sixty eight and a touchdown. That's, I mean, and it was a bunch of like oh, uh, in the middle, like across the you know in the middle of the field, kind of middle tier p- passes. He just kept c- catching, and then that's a big boy to kind of stop. Marquise Brown only had four for thirty-five. Uh, it, it was all running. This was they. The Ravens are very good at running, and they took advantage of that. They had what seven people take one, two, three, four, five, six, six different running uh, players running. It, that's just yeah, what that's, they that's did. That's wild. Yeah, it was just a ground and pound kind of game, and the Chargers just had a bad one. This is not who the Chargers are. Uh, they're four and two. I believe they're leading their division. I have to look that up. But uh, yeah, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah, they had a they had a bad. They're five and one. They're five and one. The the Chargers, the Ravens. 
Oh, the Ravens. Yeah. Um, yeah. This oh, one's, Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Chargers are four and two, tied with the Raiders, who are four and two. Although I, I have more faith in the Chargers than the Raiders. The Broncos yes. are hot garbage. They had a good start, but they're not going to win too many more games. The Chiefs are going to start climbing the boards, I think. Here, but yeah, in the AFC North, the Ravens are going to win that division. The Bengals. Hey, you know what? Good for them. They're four and two. They've got an impressive offense. You're starting to see things come out of them. Uh, the Browns are for gazes, uh, both on offense and defense. And the Steelers, uh, they have no quarterback or offensive line. So, I still think both those teams end up winning their division. I I think you may be right. I think the Browns will do better than you think. But the problem is, how quickly can Baker come back? So, but it's not just we Baker. We'll, few... we'll get into this in the Cardinals Browns, but it's not just Baker. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, he he is hurt, and so OBJ for Jimmy Garoppolo talks have already heated it up. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next is oh boy, that's from Baker to Jimmy G is such a push. Uh, wow. Bengals at Lions. The Lions are getting three and a half. The over under is forty seven. We both took Bengals and under the the Lions are just too hurt. Uh, the Bengals end up walling them, walloping them 34 to 11. The Lions would have needed 23 points to cover, and the total is 45. Um, this one, uh, hey, Brandon Allen got a touchdown, so that's a heck of a day. the The <laughs> Bengals, the Bengals have a good offense. They're not, I mean, they're going to struggle against good teams, but they're they've got a lot of talent. Uh, Mixon, who was pretty injured going into it, had a had a big game. Uh, end up going uh, 18 for 94, and then I think he did, yeah, he's the leading receiver, 5 for 59 and a touchdown. Jamar Chase continues his his streak of long bombs, although he didn't get a touchdown in this game. He was 4 for 97. Longs was a 53-yard pass. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> Joe Burrow, thir- 19 for 29, 271 yards, 3 Three touchdowns, one interception, and then of course Brandon Allen. Jared Goff struggled. Uh, Twenty-eight for forty-two, two hundred yards, averaging four, less than five yards a pass, and then one interception. Uh, you know what? He his doesn't coach have called him out. Do what? His coach called him. His did. coach called him out. The press said, "You know, what are you? Uh, are you prepared to say that Goff's not working or that he's underperforming?" And he said, "Look, I'll say that uh, Goff needs to do better than he's been doing." And that's like that's that's he thought about it hard, but that's all he come up with. And he's like, we need we need more out of him. I don't. What do you want from him? I mean, you had one other than T.J. Hawkinson, who had you know a Hawkinson kind of game, eight for seventy four, nothing bad about that. Quintess Cephas has got he has no other receivers. I don't know what you want him to do. Khalif Raymond was the next highest receiver, and DeAndre Swift didn't help him. Thirteen for twenty four, less than two yards a carry, but he did have a touchdown. And then Jamal Williams, four for eleven. You can only ask so much. I mean, they shut down the run game. There's only so much Jared Goff can do. I'm actually impressed with what Goff has done this year because I did not. I thought he wasn't very good with the Rams, and then now that he's with the Lions, which is a much less of a team, you know team and organization, he's done pretty well. Uh, I'm not. I don't think he deserves. I, I don't think he's the reason that they struggled this week. Uh, he's done. Let's see. He's at 1,500 yards for the season, 67% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, on a team with not a lot of uh, talent. I don't have a problem with what Goff's done. I don't think it's on him. I don't know how you're going to call him out when DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are getting two yards of carry. 
Yeah, I didn't until this week. Uh, I, I thought going into this week that he's actually overperformed what my expectations mm-hmm. for him were. Maybe not for a first round pick if you're still going to carry that, make people carry that label around. Um, but yeah, he's, he's had very little help, as you said, and he covered all the bases. But I did notice this game, though, that there were some pretty bad throws uh, where receivers were open and were doing what they needed to do, but Goff just flat out, you know, missed them by five yards behind yeah. them or, or, you know, made it uncatchable out of bounds, barely, you know, those kinds of things. Or I was like, ooh, those are some bad QB moves. But yeah, I, that's just this game. The rest of the season, he's been he's been overperforming where he should where he should have been, especially like you said with what's around him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, good for the Bengals. I like rooting for them. I find my I find my, I kind of want to root for the Lions too. I think next year it'll be interesting to see what they look like next year uh, if they decide to stay with golf. Although I can't imagine that's the long term answer. But they have some draft picks. They've got. They've got some good players in key positions. Uh, they've got one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, Quintess Cephas looks like he might end up being a really good receiver. Uh, they got Panay Sewell last year. And then Jonah Jackson. I mean, they've got they've got some stuff on the offense that could be good. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams both look like they're going to be good. Uh, on the defense, they're going to need help. They're going to need a lot of help on the defense. But the defense has been playing... Uh, they they give a they need linebackers because they've been giving up a lot of run uh, run opportunities. But for the talent they have on the field, they've been outperforming what they should be doing. And I, as much as we made fun of Dan Campbell going into this, he's done a good job with that team. Let, he does, and Panay Sewell mm-hmm. was a big part of that, in my opinion. I think that was a great draft pick. I think he's helped those running backs be better. Uh, because they they were playing behind terrible O lines, and yeah. uh, I think he's kept Goff out upright more more than you know uh, he's used to. I don't know. Uh, overall, I think uh, I think that they're going to be. I think they're going to end up. My prediction is they're going to end up with a really good quarterback next year. Um, I think it's going to be one of the big three. Uh, whether who, it's who? Yeah, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson, but we'll see. Oh, um, one of the ones that are already in the league. Okay. I think yeah, in the draft. Wilson, I was like, ooh, Watson it is not a Rogers. good draft class. Yeah, yeah. Watson, Rodgers, and Russell Wilson all want out. Uh, I think it could be one of them, uh, or they could package their picks and, and may not even need to package them to get Malik Willis. Uh, but I, I think he's going to end up being one of the big studs out of this draft class. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think they're going to end up with a good quarterback next year. Um, and I think they'll they'll be able to you know take some big steps forward. But uh, they're doing they're doing some things well. I mean they're doing some things well, despite Goff being their quarterback. Yeah, they just they need a receiver badly too. They need a lot of things. Uh, let's move on to the Rams at the Giants. Uh, this one we called it. I made it my lock. I got in there quick and snuck in and made my lock. The Giants are getting nine and a half, which is the second most uh, this week. Uh, 48.5 is the under over under. We both took Rams under. I made it my lock. I made it my confidence pick. Anything else I got to throw on this? I did. Um, we we both got the uh, the Rams winning it. The only reason that it was over by half a point is because the final score was 38 to 11. It was such a shellacking. Uh, so the Giants would have needed 27 points to cover. It was 28 to three by half. Like this game was done. Stafford has a huge game. Daniel Jones. This man, I get. We were talking about this earlier. I don't know what to make of him. Um, 
three interceptions in this game, no touchdowns. Before this, he only had one interception all season, and it was a hail mary that got picked off before the, the end of the first half. Which now let's let's be fair to this dude. He mm-hmm. lost his receiver in the second play. Yep. <laughs> of the game, so I mean that's hard to overcome and change your whole game plan on, you know, on the fly. But I mean, and, and they're also missing. Uh, oh no, Sterling Shepard came back. So he came mind, back. He Can he, really well. But it's Kadarius Tony was injured. Missing. Yeah, Galladay was out. Sterling Shepard's coming back from injury. Yeah, he played pretty well though. Saquon's like out. Ten catches. Yeah, and the, and the Rams are a tough team. That's a tough team. Matthew Stafford, two hundred fifty-one yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Daniel Jones, two hundred forty-two yards, three interceptions. Um, Daryl Henderson, when healthy, is solid. Seventy-eight yards and a touchdown. It's just can he stay healthy? Uh, on the other side, Devonte Booker filling in for the injured Saquon Barkley has a very painful day. Uh, Forty-one yards on twelve attempts, less than four three and a half yards a carry. They even put in Elijah Penny a few times, which, yeah, three for 15. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup has a Cooper Cup kind of day. 130 yards and two touchdowns, helping me win in one of my leagues. Um, I think he's the number one wide receiver for the year, statistically. Um, he is. But, if, I mean, 51 attempts for Daniel Jones. That kind of tells you how the game went. It, it all They put it all on him. The running game was terrible. They shut that down, which is smarter than the Rams. Look, we're going to make you... We're going to make you beat us with Daniel Jones. And uh, he, he struggled. Also, that offensive line, Aaron Donald owns real estate in the Giants' backfield because he was there yeah, the yeah. entire game. I think he spent more time in their backfield than on his side of the line. And it was... The, the Daniel Jones? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. And I, I just got to say, after watching this game, like I had to, I had to take some buddies. And I, I was like, how, how many Super Bowls... Would Stafford have been to by now had he not been on the lines? Yeah. Like, he's just so good, man. And we all knew it. It's not like the world didn't know it. Everyone knew this dude was good and he was buried on this god-awful team. But they're getting to find out this year just how good he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you think – did we talk about this already? Do you think they make Super Bowl? Uh, Yeah, that's my Super Bowl team for the NFC. I'm trying to look at uh, what other teams – I mean, they were my one going into it. I'm trying to think, well, God, I hate to say it, the Cowboys. The Cowboys and the Cardinals are both really, really dangerous. I think the Rams end up winning the – I mean, they could still win the division. But whoever – are going to be fun. Rams and Cardinals are both making it. Whoever doesn't win the division ends up winning the – is going to get the wild card. Um, just I look, think the Rams beat the Cardinals. You think the Rams beat the Cardinals? I do. I think they can beat the Cardinals. I think Ramsey can mostly take away D-Hop. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, but, I I think mean, the Rams can – beat him well let's get right into it because the next game is the cards at the brown so uh the cardinals were getting three and a half which seems shocking the over under is 49 and a half we both took cardinals i took under you took over and made this one of my confidence picks we were both right about the cardinals winning uh but it was it was over just because the cardinals put a shellacking on the browns 37 to 14 the browns would need 23 points to cover 51 point and a half it was the only thing that kept me out of that um this I mean, Baker got hurt. He was already had a short, a sore shoulder, and then he gets tackled right on it and ends up uh, hurting it even worse. He ends up coming back later in the game, but Case Keenum had to take a couple snaps. Uh, Kyler, 20 for 30, 229 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Baker, 19 for 28, two touchdowns and an interception. James Conner takes the, the lead running back role from the Cardinals, which is 
it's it's been Chase Edmonds up to this point. I don't know if it just keeps going back and forth, but uh, it's a hot hand kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, Nick Chubb injured, didn't play in this game. Kareem Hunt gets carted off the field uh, with a calf injury. Fourteen for sixty-six for him. Uh, Both tackles. Both tackles got taken off the yeah. field as well. Yeah, they're not taking off the field, but they they were out. I think they the were one, both injured. Didn't one drop right before the game? Uh, well, J.C. Treader's been injured, I think, all season. Well, Taylor Luan and mm-hmm. then uh, Jack Taylor Lewis Luan both. doesn't play for them. Jack Conklin, well, Conklin, the other Titans, yeah, player. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they lost both of the uh, Conklin and Willis. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then um. They lost Kareem Hunt and now Baker Mayfield's hurt. So mm-hmm. they're done. They're done. I mean, that's just, and that's sad that they're done because of injury because they're a promising team. But, uh, but man, the Cardinals, I just want to mention it was a worse game than it even let on. I mean, they, they had 23 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. They took their feet off the uh, pedal for the second half. Uh, he didn't even play the last two, uh, two Brown, drives. They Browns didn't score. In. Browns didn't score the second half. All their points were in the second quarter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and but I mean the Cardinals put Colt McCoy in, so <laughs> it's uh yeah they they were they had their foot off the gas at the end. they could have been worse, but yeah. uh, they're just they're insanely talented on offense and Kyler Murray, he's so good, he's yeah. so good. I, I I never would have imagined. I mean I told you I, I saw him in high school. I knew how insanely good he was in high school. I knew he was going to college and uh, and he never lost a football game in his life, including Pee Wee. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, dude, just, I never thought though that he'd be able to do this in the NFL. Yeah. I never, I never thought at all. I no. saw him go to college and look, he's way too small. Yeah. He's going to get rocked. Uh, but my God, this dude, he's the real deal. Yeah. Um, and kind of, uh, so we let it, we listen to this game as you're saying that you think the Rams beat the, uh, the Cardinals because Jalen Ramsey can take Hop out. Okay. And Hopkins had, uh, an efficient day, three for fifty-five and two touchdowns. I mean, two-thirds of his catches were were touchdowns, but they kind of sat on him. <laughs> Christian Kirk, five for seventy-five and a touchdown. AJ Green, five for seventy-nine and a touchdown. Rondell Moore, who they they bring him in when they need to to kind of go off, but he I mean, this one was he didn't need him because they had three other receivers. But three for sixteen. But he's a rookie who is going to end up being really good. I don't think if you take Hop out. They are still so dangerous. Plus, they just got Zach Ertz this week. And once he starts getting the playbook, they're going to start utilizing him like they were Max Williams before he got injured. The, the, yeah, Zach Ertz is going to be Zach a great Ertz, yeah. uh, X, uh, X factor. That uh, Yeah, that could be that could be dangerous. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, the Cardinals are just insanely good. There, there's just yeah. no doubt. Uh, they've got to keep it up through the year. Uh, I think Aaron Donald can, can shut down Connor dramatically. Uh, compared to you know what they've been able to do with him and, and Edmonds, but uh, yeah, we'll see, man. It's uh, this is going to be a great playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for the playoffs already. Cause yeah, there's going to be some really top heavy teams in the NFL that are going to be able to uh, to make this exciting. Yeah, uh, it does need to be said though that the Cardinals had to play without their head coach because he tested positive for COVID. Him and another staff member tested positive for COVID, so they were out this week. Uh, the Browns' defense is not – that's the thing going into this. It was supposed to be a ground-and-pound game for the for the Browns. Their defense has not been good. They've struggled a lot this year. And uh, one of the biggest – I mean, they gave up – they couldn't stop Kyler Murray. They haven't been able to stop anyone for a while. They've looked very bad. 
Um, the Cardinals still have Texans, Bears, and Lions to play this season. I, they're going to, I think, end up winning the division as good as the Rams are. Um, D-Hop. Like I said, two for three, two of his three receptions were touchdowns. I can't imagine anyone would ever want to trade this guy. He's too good. And then Donovan <laughs> Peoples-Jones, who I've been telling you about since he was a rookie, because uh, I was high on him going into Michigan. Four receptions for 100 yards and two touchdowns, one of which was a 57-yard bomb. No one's been doubting you, man. I like him. I, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Peoples-Jones. Uh, and, I, I mean, he just makes – he made the case easier to trade Odell Beckham. But yeah. but Beckham did still get 79 important yards. Um, I say important. They got trashed. So it's not yeah. that important. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're right. They, uh, they, they need Chubb back quick. Yeah. And Mayfield. And their tackles. And Kareem. And... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're toast for a while. All right, let's move on to the Raiders at the Broncos. Uh, the Raiders are getting three and a half points. The over/under is forty-four. I, I didn't. I said before, don't want to touch this one with a ten-foot pole. I wasn't sure how the Raiders are going to come out and do this, but I took the Broncos just because I thought they had a better defense. Uh, I took Broncos and under. You took Raiders and over. You won on both of them. Maybe one of your confidence picks. The Raiders end up winning thirty-four to twenty-four. The Broncos would have needed ten points. The total score was fifty-eight. Um, I wanted to touch this one. Touch this one good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, uh, <laughs> I told you going in, I said, man, Gruden's gone. They're going to play extra hard for a positional coach. Whenever they make a positional coach, the interim coach, players play that first game extremely hard for them mm-hmm. uh, because they know it's their, they're out of their league and they've got to put it on their shoulders instead of relying on the coach to win the game. And they did that, man. They did it in, in stride. And, uh, I mean, I think it was a worse game, again, than the score even showed. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they could have done even more if they really, if they really wanted to. And uh, the, only thing, the only thing I didn't love about it uh, was I think there was a pretty late score uh, for the Broncos. Uh, in the yeah yeah but well both about 14 of their points came in the fourth quarter yeah um so it was yeah it was 30 it was 34 to to 10 in the fourth quarter when they started so uh, i really thought they should have taken Derek Carr out i'm like why why are you risking him getting injured when you're up by 24 points in the fourth quarter uh you're letting him catch up a little bit yeah but they weren't that scared you know what i mean uh don't risk don't risk a quarterback getting hurt i thought the same thing with um Oh, was it Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, when they were blowing uh, out. Yeah. They, they, yeah, it was a blowout, and they never took him out. 34-6, to six, he's playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. How stupid is that? I mean, that was just stupid coaching, in my opinion. You, you've got eight or six guys playing running back. Just run the ball. Run the ball. And, and take him out of the game. Give it to Tracy McSorley. Give him some extra uh, snaps in an NFL game for the second for the fourth quarter. Uh, why? I, why risk this injury? It's, especially on a team that's already decimated by injury yeah. and is, is doing a good job overcoming it. You were already decimated. Like, why tempt fate? But, uh, yeah, I, Derek Carr, too. I just uh, I thought, man, dude, when you're when you're crushing these teams, like, look, there was a lot of blowouts this week. Um, why, why keep your starter? Why was Wentz in the game against the Texans? That was dumb in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, I just I feel like coaches need to be smarter with the injury. All right. Um, so, are you ready to stop telling me that Derek Carr is not good? He had 341 yards, averaged 12 and a half yards per attempt, and had two touchdowns. It's a fluke. 
<laughs> You're killing me here. All right. So he, he is just shy. He is 50 yards shy of 2,000 yards on the season already. Um, 10 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. You got to you got to stop telling <laughs> all, me that all, he's no good. It was all Oh good. my god. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. So Josh Jacobs comes in. He's still I think he's still nicked up. Um 16 for 53 and a touchdown on the ground and then one for 29 in the air. Uh Darren Waller, it it, it kind of went to everyone. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten receivers. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, for Derek Carr and the Raiders, Jesus. yeah, you you got that count. Um, <laughs> Henry Ruggs with a fifty-yard bomb and a touchdown. The Broncos. The thing is, they were supposed to have this really good defense, and they've got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They've got runners, but the, for some reason, they struggle on the ground. Both getting about five yards of carry on this one, but they can. They've not been able to get that running game going like they should. They have been injured on in their wide receivers, but still Noah Fant, Cortland Sutland, Tim Patrick, like they've got talent. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, the terrible, I mean, 335 yards, three touchdowns, but then three interceptions, uh, 49 attempts. It was the first quarter is about what I thought it was going to go. The game was going to go. It was 10 to seven. And the first drive for the Raiders looked solid. Other than that, this game just fell apart. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, good to see the running backs play as well as they did. Disheartening to see the defense play as poorly as they did. Um, we do know that these teams always play each other really hard, um, but they should have been able to do a little bit more against the Raiders without a head coach. Uh, really disappointed, yeah, that they didn't do as much as, as what happened. now. And, and to the point that I'm worried about a fire sale. I mean, they've been talking about Vaughn Miller getting traded uh, this week as yeah. well. Yeah, I think Fangio's gone. I think... Uh... Yeah, they, and they've got a lot of talent that they can trade for for some draft picks. Um, they're bogged down at wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, um, Noah Fant, like we said. But then they've got Jerry Judy, who's expected to come back. Uh, K.J. Hamler, um, who I think is out for the year. They've got a lot of talent there. They could they they could let one did, of those guys go. Did you say Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton, yeah. Do you have a problem with well, Cortland Sutton? No, I didn't hear if you said him. I heard Tim Patrick. I didn't hear Sutton. Yeah, no. So yeah, they're they're, they're sick at receiver and and tight end um, and running yeah, back they, and running back now. Yeah, yeah, you weren't you did not like Gordon even like a couple weeks ago. But, Mel, uh, Melvin Gordon. Well, I think Javante yeah. Williams ends up taking. I thought the transition would happen faster from Melvin Gordon to Javante Williams. Um, it, I mean, Javante had one. They seem to be splitting. Javante had one more carry than Gordon in this game. Um, I, yeah, it's just I it, can't fathom why he's not traded already. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, there, there's teams that are desperate for a running back. Point. Uh, you've got Javante Williams, like you said. Uh, trade trade Gordon to the Ravens. And, yeah, and get something. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move on to the Cowboys at the Patriots. Patriots are getting three and a half over under is 15 and a half. We both had Cowboys and under. This was your lock. I had it as one of my confidence picks. Uh, we were right with the Cowboys, but this was an overtime barn burner. 35 to 29 Cowboys. The Patriots would have needed six points to cover. The total score was 64, so it was very much over, and we were definitely wrong about that. Um, Dak and CD Lamb had huge games, and 
you're starting to see, I think CeeDee Lamb might be taking over for Amari Cooper, but it's nice that they have both of those options. Dak, 36 for 51, 445 yards, three touchdowns, interception. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, nine for 149 and two touchdowns, one of which being the game time uh, decision in overtime. Uh, Trayvon Diggs saved the game. Mac Jones with, I think, like two minutes left. Uh, they're just trucking down. He throws a, throws a bad pass. Trayvon Diggs with the pick six to be able to put him in the position to go into overtime. Um, Dak, who had as good of a game as he had, it shouldn't have been this close. He fumbles on a QB sneak on the goal line and ends up turning the ball over. Uh, Cedric Wilson someone that I think you probably need to keep an eye on. I think they got him last year. Uh, he ends up having four for 42, but a lot of his catches were unbelievable. Uh, he looks special. But the thing is, they're so bogged down with so many good receivers there. You know, he's the fifth option. Yeah. Uh, Damian yeah. Harris, who we thought was injured, returns, has a pretty good game. 18 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um Mac Jones, 15 for 21, two touchdowns, and then that pick six, 229 yards. I mean, this you knew going in this team was going to be about running the ball on defense, and they still are that. Mac Jones doesn't turn the ball over a ton. I think he kind of went to the perfect place, and I feel like the Patriots got the perfect quarterback out of that draft. I think that's going to be good. And then I would keep an eye on Ramondre Stevenson, too. Uh, he only had five carries, but 23 yards. And a touchdown. I he's a rookie, I believe, undrafted free agent, but I think he could end up being really good with that team. He looked extremely good, and, and this was the most exciting game of the week. And it makes me sick that Mac Jones is going to be as good as he is because Belichick doesn't deserve it. But uh, yeah, da- Damian Harris was a stud. Uh, Jacoby Myers is really sure-handed. They just need to figure out how to get him the ball more, uh, get another receiver to take some uh, coverage away from him. Uh, but the tight ends are, are are studs as well. So yeah, this is. Going to be the typical Belichick uh, coach's dream, where he's got great pieces everywhere, and he's going to be able to make the most out of them every week. And uh, yeah, uh, they're going to be good next year too. What do you get? A, what What do you make of the Patriots' tight ends? Last week we saw a big week from Hunter Love. Henry. Well, but this, but like the usage, they have a combined three receptions out of Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Why do you pay those guys all that money and barely use them? Well, uh, he's using them in, in various different ways. I mean, he's using them as decoys. He's using them. Uh, uh, to catch passes, I and mean, we got a touchdown out of one of them today. I mean, I mean yesterday. Um, Hunter Henry is starting to get used a, a little bit more, but you're right. It was only three catches between them, four targets uh, between them. Uh, but Jacoby Myers is a stud. Uh, you, you mark my words. He's double covered, so he's not able to do a lot. But like, if you throw it his way, he's catching the ball. Like he's yeah. he's just a stud. He just needs to, again to get more playing time, but. They're also blocking a lot with those two guys. So he's going to he's gonna use them more and more as the, as the season moves forward. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't expect this is how they're still used coming into the playoffs. Yeah. All right, let's just move on to the third and final overtime game of the week and the night game, the Seahawks at the Steelers. Seahawks are getting five points. The overrunner is 42.5. We both took the Steelers. The Seahawks are without... Russell Wilson, and we took the under. You made it a confidence pick because, again, without Russell Wilson, we got neither of those correct. It goes into overtime, the final <laughs> score 23 to.